Later, the Lakers went out with the wood. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Good point on Twitter. Just want to finish up the uh, Joe Buck conversation. Roger Weinberg, I thought he made a really good point. I don't remember the smack against Skip or Chip Carey. A little bit, but not, not to a, this extent. No, no. Nowhere near to this. And those guys were national guys, quote unquote, with WGM and TBS back then. They absolutely were. Um, not to the end of the success that Joe did. He means branched yeah. out NFL. And, uh, anyways, we uh, digress. Let's get Bill Bender in here. Uh, he spent a couple of days in Cleveland. Bill, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. You know, when I first go with you here is, boy, oh, boy, Cleveland showed out just spectacularly. I thought Cleveland. It was a, it was a great two days, uh, but the city of Cleveland, uh, I, I thought, uh, deserves a real big pat on the back. How about you, Bill? Well, you know, you guys know I'm an Ohio boy. We know how to party up here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not. No, they did a fantastic job. They, uh, you know, the, this whole city was buzzing. I know Cleveland is off the punchline, which I think I've always thought is ridiculous. If you've ever actually been there, the the downtown's awesome. There's so much to do. They put on a heck of a show. I think they got the bonus. I thought the Futures game was good. I was there for that. Um, the bonus was that the Derby was off the chart. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my son and my wife took my son while I covered it. And, man, he hit a, he hit a home run with that one. I don't think you could ask for a better one. Hard to, right? Yeah. Especially, I mean, what was the highlight? Would have been, <clears throat> like, when, no one's going to remember who won, who won it in five years. Alonzo, nobody's going to remember that, but we're certainly never going to forget Vladimir Guerrero. And maybe Jock versus Guerrero might have been the highlight of the night, Bill. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anytime you see two guys hit 79 home runs in one round, and I mean, just the fact that, like, Peterson tied him twice, and then Guerrero, Guerrero's swing is just, I, I loved his dad. I loved watching his Me father too. play. He's probably my second favorite. I'm not hyperbole. He's my second favorite player behind, maybe third behind Gwen and Griffey. But um, it, it's amazing how effortless it looks. And then when he kind of, when you can tell he's putting something else extra into it, I mean, he had a ball 488 feet. <laughs> it's just, it was incredible. Your uh, team's in Ohio playing some good baseball. The Indians incredibly hot going into the break. The Reds have continued to be a thorn in the side. And as you look at it, I mean, that National League Central is wide open. Four and a half is the difference between the first place team and the last place team. Good baseball in Ohio. How excited are people for the second half? It's good to see the buzz around the Reds um, because mm-hmm. they had been a doormat the last few years. Um, great baseball town, too, by the way. I went to the All-Star game down there a few years ago, and I, it, it's a coin flip. They, they do a fantastic job down there with the baseball they love in Cincy. Um they are a little inconsistent. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep it going. Um, the Indians are hot. They're they're gaining on your twins a little yes, bit. Yes, they are. I think the key will be health, though. I mean, Bieber, the MVP last night, oh, Bauer is going to have to be huge. They, they've been a little beat up. But I really look at this as a chance for Frankie Lindor to really become – I mean, Baker's probably the face of Cleveland now, which is crazy. 
Mm-hmm. But Frankie can can carry this team to the playoffs, and, and I think they have a chance. Yeah, the microphone on him, and I, I know you're in the press box and maybe didn't hear that, Bill. I don't know if they pumped the uh, Fox audio. I find that hard to believe, but Lindor was terrific. He's such a great ambassador for the game. Uh, Bieber, the MVP, I, he deserves it. He really does. Strikes out three. Chapman was terrific in his role, too. I mean, through 12 pitches, nine of them strikes. It's a one-run game at the time. But at the end of the day, I think they gave it to the right guy, don't you? Yeah, and, and he was, it's wild because I was talking to him Monday and he, first time, all, I think the best guys to interview at those events are the first time all-stars because they're, they're so, they act like a kid mm-hmm. and he was acting like a kid, you know, just in awe of where he was. And then he goes out there and, you know, mixes up his pitches and, and gets three strikeouts. It was cool seeing Frankie greet him. But I mean, that was the, the theme of the night really was. Bieber strikes out the side. I mean, they honor Carlos Carrasco and uh, with a cancer tribute that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard not to almost tear up on those. And then um, CeCe Sabathia at the end. That was pretty great. Cool. Because that's, he means a lot to Cleveland. I know the relationship's complicated, but that's how it works in Cleveland. There's a lot of athletes that have a complicated relationship with that sports city. You know, back to Sabathia for just a second. Did uh, I don't think that the crowd realized it was him walking out to the bump, right? There's two outs. If you didn't see it, two outs, ninth inning, Chapman's on the mound, and, and Sabathia, not to take him out, he was just coming out there to, you know, the and, and good on Cora for sending him out there, or whoever did, just so he could get the recognition. Did they realize who it was at first, Bill? I didn't think they did. They certainly did when he was walking off. Yeah, when he was walking, I don't think I think it kind of happened so fast that yeah, when he was walking out, it wasn't that big a deal. But when he was walking off, um, again, that was pretty cool. And you know, if I had to, you, you always kind of gauge it on how loud the crowd gets. And I think you know the moments where I'm going to be honest of the whole weekend, it was just the Guerrero build up. Like there was a stretch when he hit three straight home runs and it just was like loud, louder, loudest. And it was was just amazing to watch that. So good, good way to set up the second half of the season. I know they talked about juice baseballs and, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think that's an issue with baseball. I think baseball's biggest issue, and we've talked about it before, is they have to find a way to market their superstars better. When you hear the phrase, I wouldn't know Mike Trout if he crossed the street, Mm. that's a problem. Yeah, big problem. Yeah, big problem. Yeah, best player in the game, and and uh, so many people just don't know him. Well, we know college football. We know that's your top level of expertise. So, Bill, first, uh, your marching orders here as we get ready for all the media days across the country. Where are you going to be? I'm not going to Big Ten for what? what? It's an upset. We'll be there. Yeah. We're going to miss you in Chi Town. I know. I'm going down to Charlotte though. We have a uh, our offices are down there. I'm going to do ACC Media Day and and do a little office time to prepare for the season. And uh, and I'm also going to Cedar Point Monday, so that it's going to be a busy week. But, yeah, I will miss you guys because I think there are some interesting Big Ten storylines. I I was not impressed with the player list. I, I, mm. That's a, one of the issues with Media Day is I think if in a perfect world, if a school brought three players, I think the conference should choose one, the school should choose one, and the media should choose one. And I think that would leave everybody happy. Interesting. We, I like that idea. I, I do, too. Look, we talked about it yesterday, and, and no offense to Torin Young, 
the national media wants to talk to AJ Epinesa, and he's not going to be there. And I, again, we've had uh, we had people call and say, you know, off air that uh, you know maybe the players voted and and maybe they wanted uh, Young to be there. Okay, I get that, but the national media is going to leave him alone. They wouldn't with AJ Epinesa. I think that's a perfect example. And and, and I love um, your method of choosing who goes, Bill. Well, I, you know. It, that's a tough one for me, too, because some of these guys that aren't going to go on to the NFL, you want them to have that moment. It is pretty cool. And I'm, we've, we've all done the Big Ten Media Day where you go to Chicago and you walk around the city and you do the things. Some kids might not be able to do that. So I understand that part of it. But you also have to understand that, um, I don't know, it's just I remember the year they didn't have Saquon Barkley there. And I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. And you know, Clemson, and I do understand some the coaches that send just seniors on some level, but I still think there should be a give and take with the media. Otherwise, these events, and I'm just looking down the line, these events will lose popularity if they don't. That's a part of it, too. You have to realize you know, what the people and the people in the media that are going there, trying to be the mouthpiece for the fans, you have to kind of give them a little bit of what they want. Certainly an interesting one. Well, Bill... Let's start in the Big Ten as the narratives will be out there. A lot of conversation, certainly at the top. Want to get your perspective on a team that we haven't talked much about this summer from the Big Ten East, and that's Michigan State. Huge disappointment a year ago. Lewerke, who Ken and I both really like going into the year, he was a disaster. He was banged up. A healthy Michigan State team. It seems like D'Antonio, whenever they do take those dips, they come roaring back. What kind of year do you expect out of the Spartans? They have a good defense with Kenny Willickis, Bocce, and, and some of the guys in the secondary. I know they're really excited about that unit. and They're always a tough out. It's never easy to beat Michigan State. It's just I think their offense has to be more efficient. They need to find a go-to receiver for Lewerke. They need to have a better running game, and I think Hayward will be pretty good. I like him. I do, too. Um, their season, more than any other team in the Big Ten, for better or worse, revolves around the Michigan game. When they beat Michigan, they go on and win nine, ten games. When they lose to Michigan, it can go downhill pretty quick. So I think that's the game to watch with them. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News is our guest. Bill, I, I read your piece uh, on trap games um, with with a great deal of interest because we're just absorbing all the college football info as possibly can. You know what stuck out to me? Um, and, and Cyclone fans, if you haven't done so, SportingNews.com and click on It's a Trap, College Football's Dangerous Games for t- Top 25 Teams in 2019. The fact that Iowa State is listed in a trap game, not the trapee, not the team that's looking to spring the trap, the team that has to worry about the trap game. They're, the roles have been reversed at Iowa State. That's what Matt Campbell has done to this. That's what jumped off. you got a great list of games. But just that Matt Campbell's got Iowa State now is to, you know, nationally watch out for a trap, Cyclones. Uh, they could be getting ready to spring one on you. Normally they're the team that tries to do the springing, Bill Bender. Absolutely. Every year Iowa State was on that list as the watch out and aims type trap game. But they, they've got something rolling there, and I do. And I think, you know, obviously they were really close to getting to the Big 12 championship game last year. Yep. And, and I think they could push for that if, if Purdy does what he's supposed to do, if the defense is a little bit better, and uh, they handle those big stages. But, again, it's not just the big stages now for Matt Campbell. It's that avoiding that slip-up, avoiding that inconsistent loss, because we know they're always going to be tough, tough to beat at Ames. I put them on that list every year, like I said. But um, 
it's about those other games. And the Iowa game is going to be a lot of fun yeah. because both of those teams are on. I think when the AP pool comes out, there's a chance both are ranked or, or they'll be like the, at the top of others receiving votes. Could be. Uh, yep, that wouldn't surprise me. But last thing for you, since you're going to ACC, is there any chance Clemson gets tripped up? And if so, I guess Florida, I mean, I, I don't think there is, but do you see any scenario where they get tripped up? I don't. I mean, they, they could lose one, but they won't lose two. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about the, either one of your golf games, but I mean, I take the <laughs> Nor do you want Morgan. Yeah. Uh, you get one. You can't hit off the tee three times, though. So <laughs> I think that's college football in a nutshell. The, the, the big powerhouses, they can lose one, you know, but then they you just can't lose again. So I think they could trip up once i just don't see that happening twice and i don't see them losing the division and i don't see a team the florida state mention is interesting because they shouldn't be that far out of of clemson's neighborhood but right now they are indeed so bill bender sporting news great work in cleveland bill thank you uh, for coming on with us today as always we appreciate it and we'll be back on our weekly schedule now bill appreciate you coming on thanks buddy Oh, oh, anytime, Ken. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Ken, Trent. Take care, and I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, Sounds absolutely. good. Thanks, Bill. Bill Bender from the Sporting News uh, as we get to the break. Uh, all right, the Tyreek Hill situation took a, a another turn, a positive one, uh, as far as he's concerned, as far as I'm concerned. Um, if you haven't done so, check out the entire audio. The television station did not play at 610 in Kansas City. did. Nick Athen opines on that. And the Chiefs, uh, as they get set to head to training camp here in a couple of weeks, it's Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Oh. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, as promised. Uh, time to catch up with Nick Athen, Chiefs Insider. Been trying to get Nick and our schedules to match up over the last couple of weeks. Actually, Nick, I'm kind of glad that it worked out this way with the Tyreek Hill news uh, breaking yesterday. Yeah. Of course, you can read Nick at ChiefsBlitz.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Chiefs Insider. I know you're getting back into the podcast business, and we'll give you an opportunity yeah. to share that. But let, let's let start with the um, really the, the, the huge news. And, and right. uh, shame on the uh, television station. Uh, and Trent yeah. has uh, said it's a CBS affiliate, KCTV Channel 5, for not releasing yeah. the entire audio. And good on 610 yesterday in Kansas City for doing so, because I think that this paints this Tyreek Hill situation in an entirely different light. And as you know, Nick, as, as I said to you, I don't see how he's right. going to be able to play again. Boy, about face on my part, too. I now see an <laughs> easy path to him being a cheap yeah. maybe as soon as week one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen. Here, the issue that I have with what Channel Five did is that they had the entire audio. The Chiefs had the entire audio. Um, Hill's lawyer had the entire audio. They choose on the day of the draft to get some headlines to make sure they're front page news. They're at the top of Sports Center. Blah blah blah, and it backfired on them. And they've already lost their pregame radio show. It's my understanding that the Chiefs will be looking for another TV partner. Uh, not this year. It's too late. Uh, but probably next year in Kansas City. Um, you know, I think the way the star handled this as well, um, and I think some other voices that were out there. Um, listen, I mean, if we're going to be honest, you know, I thought initially, um, you know, he was going to be in trouble with that statement came out, and I started to think about, you know, uh, I've had an argument with my wife, and I've said stuff that I, I don't particularly like, and in what context, you know, was that comment? Was that fear me comment, you know, 
I'm going to tell the truth about the incident from 2014. Am I going to cut you off and not pay you any money? You know, it could have been anything. And that, that was the one thing that I think we all missed and didn't really look at. But, um, you know, <clears throat> the truth is out there. There's a lot more to this story that probably will come out in the next um, probably three to five days would be my guess. That's going to put this situation in a wholly uh, different perspective for, you know, everybody involved because um, it appears to me that she, she targeted him and that now the truth is coming out. Still with uh, the, though there is no criminal investigation open anymore into mm-hmm. the uh, broken arm of his three-year-old son, is there is there concern still that the NFL, <laughs> they don't need to have anything on the law side of things. They take laws in their yeah. own hands. It's like the people's court there with Goodell and company that there is going to be a suspension coming even after he went through. It sounded like from the Hill Camp, everything that I've read, he was very happy mm-hmm. with the way the conversations went. <clears throat> Still yeah. think there will be some kind of uh, a suspension coming? You know, I mean, I, I've heard anywhere from zero to four. My guess is going to be one or two. Okay. Um, you know, I can see a scenario where there's zero. Um, I mean, the good news is that Hill has an excellent attorney. Unlike a lot of NFL players who get in trouble, they need to hire this guy because he really managed everything. The NFL, in that eight-hour meeting, had the full audio. I had all the text messages between the two forever, as for as far back as his cell phone could keep. Um, phone calls, a video of her in a, in a situation where she was uh, on the floor, passed out. I mean, they had all the stuff with the kid running around. They had everything uh, very organized. He didn't he didn't block a single question. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was interesting that he waived his right, um, you know, for any kind of a preferential treatment or anything like that. He said he'll answer every question. The kid has been completely honest uh, about everything to date. He's been in counseling since the day he arrived in Kansas City, even before then, every week. Um, you know, this was, uh, I don't think the NFL uh, has or needs any more information. I think they've already made their decision. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he will meet with Roger Goodell or not remains to be seen. If he doesn't, then I would say there's no suspension. If he does, he'll probably get a game or two. I don't think Tyree's going to object to it at all. I think he wants to move forward. And I think once this all gets settled, I think he'll get a contract extension as well. And I think we're going to put this chapter behind us and and uh, be done with it once and for all. Yeah, I, I thought there's no way in hell he's ever going to play another down in a Chiefs yep. uniform. But I, 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 I'm willing to admit it looks like I'm not the only one. A lot of people were wrong, wrong yep. on this thing. We, we rea- react to the audio and it came out. But we, little did we know that we were only getting, um, I don't know, 70% yeah. of it or, or whatever it was. All right, so Nick, let's move on and let's get to, um, let's get to the Chiefs. We're clearly the... <laughs> Favorite? Is that fair to say? I mean, I, I can't keep going back to the Patriots. One of these years, they're not they're not going to be there. Uh, it's the Chargers and the Chiefs in the uh, AFC West. Right. What concerns you, Nick? What's still the biggest question mark that you know Andy Reid and his staff have to address? It's kind of late to address thing. Maybe they find some guys on the scrap heap. But what would that right. would be? Is it secondary? Yeah, I, I think it's cornerback. I mean, you know, they were in on Patrick Peterson, regardless of what people were saying, and. And, uh, you know, they really uh, thought they had something put together until the suspension. Um, you know, Xavier Rhodes from Minnesota, they're looking at him as well. Um, I, I think they'll pick up a veteran cornerback. I think they have to. It's kind of like the, you know, this is their Lynn Elliott moment, you know. They've got everything in place um, except for, you know, a kicker. And that kicker in this year is the cornerback position. You know, they've got some I get talent. You. They've, got some, they've got some young guys who are unproven. Um, but at the end of the day, I think they need that veteran presence. I think Xavier Rhodes is a, is a strong possibility. 
But I also think that, you know, today's a supplemental draft. I think there's a corner available today the Chiefs might look at. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's just one position where I just want to have one more, you know, uh, bullet in my gun defensively. I think everything else defensively is fine. Uh, I have no issues on offense with this team right now whatsoever. The offensive line, depth always an important part of it. And I was looking at the latest two deep over at our lads mm-hmm. and didn't know many of the names. How do you feel about the depth of the offensive line? Because we know that position, seemingly uh, injuries happen a lot. Yeah, you know, I would say the starting unit is really solid. I think they have some guys that got a lot of experience last year, you know, with a lot of injuries, you know, in key situations. Um, I like the I like the versatility of this offensive line. Um, you know, outside of the tackles, I think any of the three guys can rotate inside, uh, which I think is great. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, having the doctor back yep. um, and his mentality will be good. Um, so they've got some options. I love McKenzie. I know they converted him to defensive end. Uh, but, you know, I think he's going to he has a chance to start probably the year after next. Um, I think he's going to be really solid for the team for a long time once he learns the position. Um, so a lot of young guys, you know, I'm not an Andy Heck fan. I know he's uh, the offensive line court, uh, coach. Uh, I don't like some of the things that he does, but um, he did develop some young guys, put them in a tough situation last year, and for the most part they excelled, you know, with, a, with some really tough injuries on that line. So um, I, I'm good with that. I, I, I love the kid they drafted in the, in the sixth round. I think he's a guy who could be a future center for this team too. So. Um, I think they're in, I think they're in pretty good shape. Hmm. You know, it's also in pretty good shape, Nick. And we talk about this n- n- not every year because the schedule is usually difficult for the Chiefs to begin. And sure, right. they start on yep. the road at Jacksonville at Raiders, but the Chiefs are better than those teams. You really yep. got to go down that list before you find a, t- a potential trip up. The Colts game is in, is is in Arrowhead. The Texans game is in Arrowhead. The Packers yep. and the Vikings, and here we are. We're already in November. Both of those games at Arrowhead. Yeah. Now they got to go to Denver, but Denver's not uh, what once they want. My point being, Nick, is this team could get on a real roll and really start uh, living up to the, the the hype that's around them. It could be a long time before they hit the loss column. Realistically, realistically, yeah. I mean, this is not going to be a sixteen and zero team or a fifteen and one team. You know, you know, maybe fourteen two. You know, if the ball bounces right, uh, especially if there's no long term suspension for uh, you know for Hill, but. You know, to me, the tough part of the schedule is December. Yes. They got to go at New England and they got to go after the Bears. You know, these are games that are going to define, you know, uh, well, I personally don't think the Patriots are going to be all that good this year, but this could define, you know, home field advantage. Um, I, I, I like the Bears and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's kind of like my, my, my hot pick right now. I think those are the two teams that are going to be there. So that could work be for a, us. a preview. <laughs> a pre- yeah. We're <laughs> great for you guys. Uh, that would be, that'd be my, my two teams right now. I think, I think, they're good, but but the Chiefs never really have had a, a challenging December. You know, they've had a lot of layup games over the last four or five years in December. You know, nothing too daunting, nothing too tough. Um, so I think this is a good thing for them. You know, if they get through the first, you know, 12 games relatively unscathed and only a couple of losses, you know, this is going to get them playoff ready. Um, but then again, this team is so focused. Uh, you know, they've handled the distractions well the offseason. They've made a lot of additions. They've made a lot of coaching changes. I'm telling you, they are focused for Super Bowl win, and that's it. They don't care about anything else. Um, so, But, you know, playing good competition, provided that the Bears um, and the Patriots are two of the better teams in the league at that time, um, you know, that's, that's a tough stretch uh, for them to make. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they also have, what, the Chargers? Chargers, last game of the year. Yeah. 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 So you're talking about three of the last four games 
against uh, teams that you're probably going to see in the playoffs. Um, and I think the Chargers and the Chiefs will be the AFC Championship game this year. Um, I think the Chargers are poised to have a terrific season. I do, season. too. Um, and I would not. I mean, I am not going to be embarrassed if I say, you know, maybe they have a little bit better team than the Chiefs overall, you know, outside of special teams. But offense, defense, when you put those combinations together, the fact they've been together for many years now, their coaches, you know, really did a terrific job last year except in the postseason. Um, I think they're going to be a tough out for Kansas City this year. I really do. Now, we'll let you go on this, and it's a story that's now a couple weeks old, but never got a chance to get your perspective. Kevin Keatsman, the radio host down in Kansas City, his uh, comments uh, on Andy Reid and his family, just uh, absolutely just an odd, odd story there. Just your takeaway from all that. Terrible. Well, I mean, I've had a long history with Kevin. I think, I think uh, um, Ken, you certainly know that. You know, mm-hmm. I worked with him back in the day when, when Kevin was uh, was trying to get a job there, I kind of told him I thought it'd be a good opportunity for him. I knew Kevin in the early years; he was really good. And then, you know, he he did a lot for Sports Talk Radio. But um, you don't go after a man's uh, um, family when you lose a child. I mean, it's just a no-no. Um, and I hear that the relationship between the Chiefs and A10 right now is completely non-existent. Mm. Um, and I think that it's sad that you know, even though you know Kevin had a lot of critics. And he did things kind of his own way. Um, for him to say the things he did afterwards when he wasn't referencing uh, Andy Reid's son, I mean, just think of the position that his Andy Reid's wife is in listening mm-hmm. to that. You know, you bring up all that stuff. I mean, listen, I, I lost a niece to suicide. Um, there's nothing funny about it. There's nothing that there's day goes by that you don't sit there and go, you know, what could I have done differently? You know, had I seen something, you know, and, and, I, and you know, we did everything we could, and it just, it just didn't, didn't work. And uh, for them to have to rehash all that and for someone to say what he did, uh, the fact that the station, you know, even delayed it, you know, they're waiting for Well, he's part owner of the station. Yeah, but it's a minority share. It's not Mm -hmm. that much. You know, it's a couple of points here or there. Um, You know, and listen, Sports Talk Radio, as you know, has changed quite a bit, you know, and the value of A-10 is the signal. Um, Hopefully they they make some changes internally, but... um, you know, I'm not surprised by it. I think it probably should have happened a few years ago. Um, you know, but, you know, Kevin has to live with it. But, you know, he's not hurting financially. He won't work in Kansas City again. Uh, he may get an opportunity down the road. But he took a beating nationally, uh, more so than I thought. So. Um, and when Patrick Mahomes sticks up for you, uh, sticks up for his head, head coach and makes a post on Twitter like he did uh, off uh, Riddick's post, um, you know, his days his days were numbered. Indeed they were. Nick, great stuff. Uh, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it today. I look forward to doing this a whole lot more in the weeks to come, Nick. It's getting closer all the time. Thanks, pal. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Good to talk Appreciate to you. Chiefsblitz.com, where you can read him. Chiefs Insider on Twitter is where you can see Nick. Forgot to get to his podcast. Darn it. There'll be another chance. Yes, there will. Uh, the 11 o'clock hour is coming up next. Cubs fans, David Kaplan joins us at 11.20, 11.15-ish. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. More NFL before we get out of here at noon. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
And I am Trent Condon. Iowa State football will be without their starting punter as Corey Dunn is out for the season with an Achilles injury. Dunn averaged 40.1 yards per kick in 53 punts a year ago, including 23 inside the 20. Returning junior Joe Rivera will fight for the punting job, along with San Jose State transfer Brian Papazian. A big game yesterday in the NBA Summer League for former Hawkeye Jared Utah. Playing for the Detroit Pistons, Utah had 17 points on 6-9 shooting, including 2 of 3 from downtown for 17 points along with 3 rebounds and 2 assists, 4 steals, and 3 block shots. Last night in Cleveland, it was the MLB All-Star Game. Michael Brantley opened the scoring with a double to left center. Somebody go get that. That's in the gap. Acuna going to get it. He'll get it back in. Here comes Bregman. Throw home by Almago is too late. And the AL jumps on top. One to nothing. The call from Joe Buck on Fox. Indian Shane Bieber got the hometown crowd going again in the fifth. Tailing strike three. Three two pitch. Out in front of it, struck him out. He struck him out. Three strikeouts for Bieber as he strikes out the side and takes home MVP honors. A 4-3 win for the American League. Baseball returns on Thursday with a single game, Rangers and Astros, and a full slate on Friday. High school baseball scoreboard from last night, it was Ankeny, a 2-1 winner over Gilbert. Dallas Center Grimes beats Harlan 7-5. Des Moines East sweeps Hoover. Martinsdale St. Mary's upends Des Moines Christian 3-1. Norwalk with the doubleheader sweep of Newton. And Woodward Granger upends Roland Story 10-0. High school baseball tonight on 1460 KXNO 531st pitch as Des Moines East hosts fourth-ranked Ankeny Centennial. Ross Peterson will join me for the call of that one tonight. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Ken Miller Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Glad you're with us. We're here for the next couple of hours talking sports, whatever there is, uh, with you uh, right up until noon. No, looks we'll do a long, long look at the uh, All-Star game from last night. I thought it was terrific theater. We'll get into that. Bill Benner from the Sporting News was sequestered in the press box. Uh, what do they call it? It's Progressive Field, not mm-hmm. Jacobs Field. It's Progressive Field in Cleveland. Uh, Bill Bender was there. He was there Monday. He was there yesterday. He'll be in Chicago next week, so we'll catch up with Bill Bender uh, as he will recap the festivities in Cleveland. Put on a heck of a show, I thought. Uh, and, uh, Bill Bender joins us in about 20 minutes. Then Nick Gathen, there has been a significant development in the Tyreek Hill situation. The entire audio, not just bits and pieces that the television station uh, in Kansas City released, 
the entire audio uh, has now come forward and 610 down in Kansas City played it in its entirety as opposed to what a television station, KCTV Channel 5 did on the night of the first opening night of the NFL draft. And uh, we'll get into that with uh, Nick Athen coming up at 1045. It's Wednesday. That means Cappy's going to be here. What does he want to see in the Chicago Cubs team as they get set to start the second half? Cappy joined uh, Trent and I at uh, 835 as he does as we tape his uh, segment every Wednesday morning. He'll join us about 1135, uh, 11.15 rather, 11.35, Vinnie Iyer at Sporting News Day here, from, also from the Sporting News. I thought he wrote a fascinating piece, a really good mid-July kind of talker. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, on the uh, Hall of Fame chances for the current rosters uh, of NFL players. Like he doesn't go through 153 or anything like that. He picks Anywhere a few of them. From one, like the Chicago Bears? To seven, right? Was to the, seven was, was the most. The Vikings and the Steelers, I think, were the two that had seven, something like I that. I know the Vikings did for yeah. sure. So Vinny Iyer will uh, join the program. And uh, then we will settle in for the slowest night in all of sports. Well, Espy's time. Yeah, and I don't know if I'll get... I, no, I know I won't. I no. don't think that I will. Will you? you got high school baseball. i got high school baseball. Early start tonight, 5.30 with uh, the all-star break. Ross and I kind of came up with this idea way back in May as mm-hmm. I was putting the schedule together. A slow week. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little fun. Do something different, and we'll be calling his uh, his high school East High against Ankeny Centennial. It should be really good. East is twenty one and ten this year. They played good baseball. Centennial ranked number four. Latest rankings at KXNO.com. Uh, indeed. So you guys will be on the air at 5.30 tonight. Look, they, the ESPYs have clearly had their moments. The, the, when the Nasser victims took the stage, mm, was yes. it last year? I think it was. If not, the year was the year before that. It, it was really good television, really dramatic is what it was. And uh, certainly made a very, very strong point. So, like, I'm not sitting here killing the ESPYs, but award show really have never been my cup of tea. If there is one, maybe it'll be sports, but uh, we shall see. I think I'll probably see a lot of Band of Brothers tonight. Ah, uh, going back to that well. Yeah, uh, in all likelihood. I, I love that series. It's so good, so well done. So was the All-Star Game, and here's where I want to start with you. And I, we've said it a million times. <laughs> I don't get the hatred for the guy that I consider to be, Fox must consider to be, after all, they let him do the biggest games in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They let him do the U.S. Open. He's the voice of MLB. I don't get, and it's jealousy of Joe Buck. He's outstanding. I loved the mic'd up players last night, the interaction with them. I thought it it was a different broadcast, but it's a different game. If his name was Joe... Bill Danklewich, we love him. <laughs> but born on third base. And you know what, Trent, is funny you mentioned that. Because I went, um, you know, some of the hatred on, why do you hate Joe Buck? I think it was John Heyman or somebody put out that, what is it about Joe Buck? Because I think he's the best in the game. Mm-hmm. And then the replies... It was nepotism, nepotism, nepotism. Look, his father, Joe, Jack Buck, who passed away 17 years ago, right? did he get his foot in the door with the St. Louis Cardinals? Sure. Undoubtedly. Would you take advantage of that if you were in the play by, an aspiring play-by-play broadcaster and your dad was uh, on the same level as a Jack Buck? Of course you would. Yes. There's not a doubt. Does anybody truly believe Jack Buck has been gone 17 years if his son wasn't qualified to be in the A chair on MF, NFL, MLB, and the United States Open, that Fox would be there just because 
They owed a favor to Jack Buck, who's been dead for 17 years. He has now, this will be his 26th season of calling NFL games. 1994, when Fox got the rights, I heard him uh, on a podcast last week. He was talking about... He's been doing that that long? He had never done football before. He had never done football before. So they got a tape from the St. Louis affiliate, or from a football game from the year previous. So they went to Dad's house, went to the living room, Mm -hmm. and... They did. He did play-by-play. His dad did color for him and went through a dry run, went out to California, did his audition, nailed it. They told him mm. even before he left, you need an agent kit. He was 24 at the time. Somebody said you need an agent you, kit. You need an That's agent awesome. because you're going to be getting an offer yeah. here in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. That's how it happened. Mm-hmm. Did, did that help? Absolutely. Of course. But come on. that That is the reason... There's lots of nepotism out there. Of it there happens is. in all walks of life. If your dad's a professional athlete, you're gonna probably you're gonna spend time in clubhouses where yeah. most kids can't. You're gonna get an edge. Joe Buck got an edge because his dad was at the top of his game in the profession. The the What's first wrong with that. The first run that was scored is Brantley coming back home back to Cleveland, which was really cool to see. Got a really good ovation. Really was, Cleveland was great. Yes, yeah, all, all the way around and, and glowing things to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the city as a whole. The mistake and the by the lake. It's yeah. kind of getting a different image now. It does, yeah. I like Cleveland. I've been to Cleveland quite yeah. a few times, and I've, I've, I've always never been there in my life. Really? Never been there. By the way, did you see the Open on the uh, with the Rock no. and Roll Hall of Fame and all the MLB players sitting in a... Uh, a radio studio from maybe like the looked like it was maybe the sixties. The mm-hmm. they were spinning the uh, spinning the wreck. Oh, you got to see it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Sure. And it's 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 probably. I don't know, 10, 12, 15 MLB players that, uh, I, Fox was great. It's, it's a fantastic open. Watch it and you can watch it. You, Trent Condon, and if you haven't seen it, uh, in our listening audience, I, I think you'll be impressed. I was, I certainly was. As he gets the ovation, he goes up there, hits, makes the shot, but they're talking to the players in the field. Mm-hmm. And, and Buck goes, you guys better get after that one. I mean, it just, it's so good. It was great. The that, only- that's, that's, it's fun. It's this doesn't different. mean anything anymore. No, they're not going to do this in the World Series. No. These guys aren't going to be... Um, Freeman and Verlander, the first at-bat of the game, <laughs> told uh, told Smoltz and Buck. He's got an earpiece. He can hear Smoltz and Buck. Tell me what's coming. <laughs> Tell me where, where is he setting up? What's coming? Give me the, and he asked with Smoltz, right? Yeah. yeah. What, what's, what's he going to throw me? And Verlander didn't catch on at first, but did right before it was it was strike three, and they walked off the mound and had a great chuckle. Look, these games need something like this, yes. and they got the players try the, the players try to win the game. There's no mm-hmm. if fans are butts about it. They try to win the game. They're still going to throw ninety eight. They're still going to make your knees buckle with some kind of bender that's you you're expecting you know something else, and you're going to made to look bad as you stand in the batter's box, like Bieber did last night, like Ooh. Bieber did last night. What a story he is. Yes. What a what a great I mean and it was fitting. And Terry Francona, when Bieber got um, I don't remember was it Contreras? I think Contreras was the final of his uh, of his three strikeouts. The uh the emotion yes. on Bieber's manager, um Terry Francona. Very apparent. It was great. It was great theater. I enjoyed the hell of it. I did too. Another one, another great all star game, mm-hmm. entertaining. You don't like all star games. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I get it if you don't like all star games. 
You know, but I think you're painting with a pretty wide swath. I certainly understand if you don't like the Pro Bowl. If you don't like the NBA All-Star Game, I'll give you that. They play zero defense until the final couple of minutes. NHL is better with three-on-three, but it's still, you know, it's 7-6. It's, yeah. There's no hitting. Um, but the Major League game is, is terrific, and last night was no exception, Trent. That's no not exception. A, baseball's not a sport where you can fake it, like you said. No, uh-uh. You, you don't see guys out there just taking half-hearted swings, mm-hmm. just trying to fly out and get on the plane and get out of there. Not what it is. Nope. You go out there, you put your best forward. We saw a great game again last night. Your boy Barrios was really good. Yeah, he was. Yep. And going up against his brother-in-law, yeah, Javi Baez. Baez. What a story that is, huh? Uh-huh. A couple of guys grew up very close to each other, married a couple of sisters, mm-hmm. and now brothers-in-law. They saw each other in the All-Star game a year ago. Here they are again this year. It just really, really cool story. And it was fun. Polanco got a run in. He did. So uh, Indians were looking good. Frank Cohen was fired up. I'm excited for the second half of the baseball year. As am I, and it'll get underway with a standalone game tomorrow night. Uh, Rangers and the Astros, so two, two, two playoff teams right now. If the yes. um, I mean, Rangers are the second wild card, correct? They were uh, this no, time last week. No, they have week. fallen out. Did now. they? All right, but they're right there. Yes, they're going to be what a game out. Astros. I don't want to say they're home free, but it looks like they're home free uh, in that division. Uh, but we will see. Uh, the Tyree Kill news is fascinating because six uh, ten. In, in Kansas City, got a hold of the entire audio of, you remember the Dubai airport situation where um, Tyreek Hill's fiance, apparently uh, Espinal, I believe is her last name, and they've been together, this goes back to 2014 when he they had the incident at, in, uh, at Oklahoma State, and he pled guilty to it and may or may not have actually um, committed it. We've seen... Guys in the past, you know, plead guilty to things that they didn't do just to, for whatever reason. I don't know what happened. Nobody knows what happened. Well, a couple of people know what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two people that are in the tape conversation. And for whatever reason, the television station only played the real damning piece of the audio on the night of the NFL draft. And everybody reacts when you hear that because, A, he's got a history uh, because we knew he was asked to leave, who wasn't asked to leave, he was told to leave Oklahoma State. Uh, he goes to junior college, and then this resurfaces, which probably caused the Chiefs to go in a different direction when they when their uh, draft pick came on the clock, as we know they tried to draft his replacement. But for whatever reason, the television station did not play the entire audio clip. Maybe... Maybe most people didn't even know there was more to the audio clip. Well, there was. And 610 in Kansas City, I guess they must have just recently got it. I don't know why they would have sat on it. Uh, but they played the entire thing yesterday. And this, to me, um, paints an entirely different picture. Angie Ricono is the reporter. and That first played it? That played it and had the edited piece that she put out for television. She's the television reporter. Yes. Okay. This is what she said back in April when the report came out. Am I releasing the full audio? No. We released the newsworthy portions. They discuss intimate moments, and that was no news value. Some of it is them walking through the airport and being asked questions by security. So that was her response. Mm. People asking, why isn't the full audio being released? Why are you just releasing portions of this? Yeah, bits and pieces. You missed a pretty big part. They did. Is that what she said? I didn't realize that. That came uh, April 25th. That was the draft. Yes. When uh, when she the report came mm-hmm. out, and that was her response on Twitter when people are asking, why are you releasing the full audio? Mm. Well, look, it, it, it's no surprise everybody, rea- for the most part, um, reacted the way that they did. 
because he had a history there, mm-hmm. because they had audio, which made it sound really bad, yes. because there was a child who suffered a broken arm, and she was putting the blame on him. He wasn't willing to accept that blame. Here's the here's the blame. And, and look, every, people stay together for different reasons. I don't understand it. I don't get their relationship, mm-hmm. but it's obviously a toxic, toxic relationship that these two are in now, and apparently have been in for some time. Uh, but for whatever reason, they stay together. But man, oh man, um, this television station, Trent, I, in my opinion, they need and they should get the entire wrath, all of the scorn that is deserved should befall that TV station. Are they a big one? I don't even know. KCTV, I don't, I don't know how it breaks down. Probably have to ask Phil What that, affiliate kind of weird. are they? Do we know that? Uh, let me see here if I have it. It is, uh, looks like a CBS affiliate, perhaps. I can barely see. There's a little picture there, and I think I see the eye, the CBS eye on mm-hmm. there. ACTV, though, you got to figure a pretty big yeah, one. Right? I would think. I would think. Uh, and then the, the newspapers reacted to it, as they should. Sports Talk reacted to it, as we will. Mm-hmm. I mean, we heard the audio. It wasn't good. But at the time, I don't think most people, I know I didn't, knew that there was certainly more to it. Most folks had Tyreek Hill run out of the league, and then... We started to see, well, what's going on? The you, criminal investigation closed pretty quickly, I did. felt. It did. And then there was no charges going forward. No charges and that were brought. And all of a sudden, whoa. But then maybe it's there's the more NFL. to this. The NFL does not need That's true. to have anything in, as it pertains to investigation. They can, they basically have their own law. Uh-huh. And they make ways, whatever they want to do, they can do. And we've certainly seen that in the and past. And they've completed their investigation. Mm-hmm. And to this point, there has been... No resolution, at least publicly, that we've heard. And I would have to think that if there was resolution, especially after last night, we would have heard. We haven't heard. I don't know what's going to happen. Can they still suspend them? As you pointed out, Trent, of course they can. Um, But, man, I'm starting to wonder. This looked like Tyreek Hill was never going to play in Kansas City again. Mm -hmm. Remember Kareem Hunt? You know, he got run out of town. Uh, This is going to be the next guy that gets run out of town. What is it with these Chiefs organization drafting these uh, type of players? Haven't they learned their lesson? What is he still doing on on this roster? So he's not allowed to go to any of the OTAs, any of the mini camps. Um, But when the Chiefs head to training camp here in a couple of weeks, he's going to be with the team. He's mm-hmm. going to be with the team. We're waiting on the NFL. But if you haven't seen the piece, uh, well, it's everywhere. It's, it's hard not to find the piece right now. But I think uh, if you were like uh, a lot of people, myself included, I thought there's no way in hell this guy's ever going to play another uh, down. Certainly in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, and once he serves his uh, s- suspension, maybe he'll get another chance somewhere. How quickly it was where we saw the suspension and then the release of Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. When that didn't happen right away with Tyreek Hill, I remember right. we had this conversation. Yes. What's different? Right, because he told the Chiefs, because he was honest with the Chiefs, that seemed to be the consensus. That's Hunt true. lied yes. to the Chiefs. Cover-up's always worse yeah, than the Indeed, crime. and he got caught in the cover-up and got jettisoned. They would love to have him in the backfield. He's a hell of a player. Yes. This, this, this is a team that's, I don't know, we don't have to tell anybody this. They're, if they're not the favorite in the AFC, they're certainly the second. So what does... What's this turn into? Is there going to be a suspension? I mean, is it is the NFL hand down an eight-game suspension? Year-long suspension? No, I don't think so. I, I think if they do, I think that's way too long. I, I don't know. He's in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. She is the one that taped it. What he said in this taped conversation, he had no idea 
that his fiance was recording this. Yes. She did. So therefore, you would think that she would be able to direct the conversation uh, down the pathway that she wanted to. Um, I, I don't know. Read it for yourself. See what you say. You know what it did, as we said? It caused the Chiefs. Now, they didn't have a first-round pick. Um but they went. They they drafted his replacement. I can't think of his name. The, the wide receiver George. Yeah. Yes, I can't think of his name. Um, Hart Hardway, something like that. Hardman. There it is. Hardman. McCole Hardman. Right. That's it. Yep. Hardman. You're right. Um, but he was going to be Tyree Kill because Tyree Kill's not going to be a chief anymore. And Mahomes likes that position on the field. Look at the magic that those two have had. I hate. It pains me to say it. I'm a Broncos fan, but they do. And they drafted his replacement because Hill wasn't going to be there. Now feels like he is. Now feels like he is. Indeed it does. Did this television station prevent the Chiefs from going out and filling a real area of need with the first pick that they took? Right? Now suddenly, all right, just another weapon now with Hardman. They got a bunch of them. It's all Patrick Mahomes' knees. Right, right? More weapons. Uh, We'll take a timeout. Bill Bender joins the conversation next. Again, he was at the uh, All-Star festivities. Cleveland, good on you. They shone through. Uh, during the break, if you get a chance, I'm sure YouTube's got it, right? Okay. Isn't that where you find these clips? Yeah, usually. MLB.com, maybe you'll have it, something the like that. The Fox Open is well, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's in Cleveland, as we know. I think you'll enjoy it. If you didn't see it uh, last night, I think it's worthy of carving out a minute out of your day, if you are if you can find so, because it was really well done, and I thought the players in particular who are, are clearly not in their comfort zone, although they're in their uniforms, and maybe that makes it a little bit easier to be the player. Um, I thought it was great. Broadcast to me was too enthusiastic. Thumbs up. Miller and Condon back with Bill Bender, Sporting News, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460.